as team players, like I'm all for showing up and giving a lending hand and wanting to offer additional resources and help. But what's the cost? I guess it becomes problematic when we have managers or people who are in charge of us who are comparing those. Around 70 to 80 percent of jobs are secured via networking. It's something to be proud of that you're choosing not to live a lie. You're listening to the Aftergrad Podcast. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Victoria Gilbert. And we're your fellow aftergrads trying to find clarity and security in the post-grad moment. And welcome back to another episode of the Aftergrad Podcast. We're excited to be here. We're in 2023. We somehow managed to land here. (laughs) And it's so good to see you, friend. It's been a minute. I'm so happy to catch up. Yes, time is flying. It really is. Why do I already feel like we're in the midst of January? Like, I thought we were in week one. And now it's, we're coming into the 20s already. It's just flying in, <laughs> flying in at the speed of light. And I just feel like I can't catch my breath, but I'm excited to be here. Lots of new yeah. things are emerging and percolating in the universe. I'm yeah. excited that we were able to close out 2022. Yeah. And it's moving. Oh. welcome in new things. Yes, please do Sorry. continue. <laughs> I mean, it's moving fast, but it's moving fast in the best way. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's happening for you, but a lot of things are popping up they in are. the best way for yeah. me. I'm um, receiving signs from the universe yes. and I'm so <laughs> excited to share. I mean, one of those signs is I'm so happy to share that I recently signed a job contract recently. <laughs> I have a part-time job. What? I haven't started. I know. Oh I'm my just, God. I know. What a concept. Employment. Like, really? It's just super <laughs> excited to be able to sign on the dotted line. It's part-time. And that's another thing too. Like, I'm recognizing that for me, part-time work is the only type of work, at least in this phase of my life, (laughs) that I can take seriously. Like for the lifestyle that I want to live, full-time employment is just not for me. And it's not even me being resentful towards the corporation. It's really just about the timetable that I've set for myself in terms of all the different things that I hope to do. So I'm going to be teaching tennis at a tennis facility here in Nashville. And I signed, I literally have the contract on my desk over here and I'm so excited to take it to the tennis facility and just say yes when do I start like <laughs> with my first day of employment so that's one of are the they things. flexible you? with you in terms of your schedule and so forth does it just seem like the right fit with everything else that you have going on and you're wanting to allot your focus on yeah I mean it definitely yeah I think that they're going to be flexible it was kind of crazy how it came about because it was really spontaneous and random. Like I've been practicing and playing tennis at this facility and I was Mm -hmm. able to meet the head pro there and they're familiar with my dad and they watched me hit and they were basically mentioning that they're restructuring a lot of the roles that they're having at this organization. And they said, do you coach tennis? Have you ever coached little kids? Would you be interested in doing such? And I said, yes, yes. And yes, I would absolutely love to because I'm looking for employment and this would be a perfect opportunity to get some part-time income while also staying busy and doing something that I really enjoy. So yeah, I mean, it's just been so hard to locate employment because aside from the part-time things that just come into fruition randomly, I've been reaching out to different people that I'm hoping to work with, to network with and to meet and things like that. And it's just like, I know we just got out of like a holiday period, but what gives? Like, are people just not responding right. to emails? Are people not messaging back on LinkedIn? I'm trying to yeah. do all the things. And you also don't want to put yourself on lock with in the event that they get back to you and they're like, okay, I'm ready to work with you. And then you're on lock with something else that you just kind of maybe settled for. It wasn't all really 
in for. I know. We so I like that you're like propping yeah. yourself up for still having a room for opportunity on what you like. Really yeah. like capitalize I'm, on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah. But I, as you're mentioning that, I know that you can't be the only person experiencing that. And me too. Like that, I feel like is such a common sentiment when you're going through the job application process, especially yeah. if you're a contract worker like myself and not wanting to commit to a full time thing. Like you're having to juggle yeah. all of these different timetables and schedules, which is fine. I do enjoy it. And I know that that's what's best for me. But yeah. you also do have to be cognizant, like, okay, if I'm going to commit to this, what are the timelines? Because this right. is exactly what I'm here. But then I got a skirt, skirt over to job number two and it's maybe three. That way. <laughs> yeah, you have to be clear. You have to be really clear on like when your start and when your end and when that chapter ends for me. And that's why I was starting to freak out. So I got a job too. I got employed. Yes, it's for that. part Come on. time. Love I love it you. so much. And I didn't originally want to love it because it was something that I see so temporary. And I was kind of like, this has nothing to do, or I feel like it has nothing to do with what I want to do in the future. And so again, I told you guys before I was going on that high of like thinking about putting myself into a full-time position, but then this position came around. They were very open about being working with my schedule, understanding my story and like what I want to do in the next couple of months. And then they hired me on the spot. It was great. So I work at a restaurant. I'm serving again. Mm. I served before. And I literally, that last job, I'm not going to say the name of it, but that job gave me nightmares because it was too intense for me. I learned so much from the opportunity, but I knew I needed to dial it down by a lot. So this restaurant in particular, it's kind of unique in the sense that you dine in at like this like kind of high-end private theater type thing. So I don't have to talk to the guests. I don't necessarily have to go through all of the you know, the rundown of like, how are you? Da, 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 because they're trying to enjoy their movie. So I love it. Honestly, at first I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be around these people. Da, 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 da. But I'm, again, as per usual, I should be used to this by now. I'm meeting so many people that I would have never met if I was in a corporation, <laughs> mm -hmm. just being completely honest. And I love how I'm hearing other people's stories and then realizing that outside of myself that I'm not the only one who sees this as just like a momentary position that takes me into like the next step that I actually want to take. Mm -hmm. So just realizing I'm not, it's not just about me, but like other people as well. So we're, we're encouraging each other. It's just beautiful. Like I actually enjoy this job. That's another thing that's yeah. really shocking to me. I never thought I would ever say that I enjoy working for a company outside of like my own. <laughs> but this one, like the crew is just so amazing. Can I be like completely transparent? It's Please a diverse do. crew. Mm, and so this is like that. the first time where I'm surrounded by people who look like me and other genders and so forth. And I'm realizing how much of a difference that makes in productivity as well. So again, love it, here for it, but it's just temporary, but I'm all for it. Because, You're all for it. I love that. Wait, yeah. okay. I do have a question because we went to a theater that kind of sounds similar when we watched Black Panther 2 when I was still living yes. in Dallas. Is it the we same went, theater? No, it's Oh, it's not. a different theater? No, oh, no, okay. no. So like I was inspired by that moment. And yeah. so that's what led me to look up other theaters because I was like, I wonder if there's something on like a private side of this because this is nice. And so that's what this is. I don't want to drop the name because, mm -hmm. you know, safety reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but alone like literally last week this is what's so crazy to me so there was a premiere of a movie on the way is it i really don't want to get this movie name wrong but the director came through and he like hmm. 
watched the movie with everyone on the premiere of the show and then like answered questions after. So in so many crazy ways, I'm being put in places where I can, you know, see people who like I aspire to be like mm-hmm. or to have their lifestyle. And I got to talk with the director from Texas of the movie. He like directed the entire film and it's playing nationwide right now. But the fact that that opportunity came from me um, being in a position that I thought was honestly like not all that in a bag of chips is just blowing my mind. So like you never know how you got to cross paths. And sometimes it's definitely a case of going down to go up. That part. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. what it's about. I mean, I'm even thinking about a TED talk that I watched recently. I know that we finally gained employment. Yay for us. Love to see woo, it. Woo. But then <laughs> also there was periods of like unemployment. And the person that was giving this TED talk was talking about how this period of unemployment for them was one of the most transformative periods of their life because it gave them moments to just be alone with themselves. And it sounds like even though you're working with a crew, you're still having those moments that even though you didn't necessarily see yourself in this place, you're finding reasons to love it because it's great. Yeah. You're seeing other people that look like you and it it fits your lifestyle too because one thing that that, one that part right like it's that's (laughs) really so important which is why I was having to go back and forth too with do I need to go back into corporate like is that necessary no I've really come to the conclusion that I understand why I don't want to be in corporate Mm -hmm. it's not some revolutionary thing where I just want to be rebellious per se right but because when we didn't get the great unshackling and then we were driving back from Austin to Dallas and you made a comment to me about how you immediately were back in the LinkedIn, (laughs) peppering up the resume, making sure it was nice and tight, tidy, and all the grammatical errors were removed, et cetera, so that you could send it out to all these different jobs and things like that. And I was wondering, do I need to also hop on that train too? And the answer is absolutely no. It's an emphatic no. Thank you for not doing so. Yes. Yeah. It was, trust me, it was a waste of time. It It was a waste of my time. Right. But also a necessary action because it allowed you to arrive to the position that you're at now and understand that it's just where you're at, but it's also an opportunity to still learn a lot too. And that'll go into one of the Dear Aftergrad submissions too that we do later in the episode as well, because you're talking about working in like the serving industry. And I just think, A, I have so much respect for people that are working on the front lines in general, but then also be like, there's so much to be learned there. And they're Mm -hmm. also extremely essential regardless of the fact. So you can just learn so much. And the fact that you were in the presence of the literal director of the film that you were watching, it's interactions like that. Not to say that you met them or anything like that. That's irregardless of the fact that you were just in the presence. So I'm loving all these different signs. That's yes. that's beautiful. So yes, employment, anything else happening with your 2023 or any reflections that you're experiencing from 2022 oh. as we enter 2023? I know I have some. I think it's like, I get it. Mm. it. I think that's honestly the statement that rings right now off the top of my head. I'm understanding a lot of things are lining up from the things that we did in the past years. And it's like, oh, Oh, I see why now. Oh, I get it now. Oh, I understand why I'm in this position, even though I don't want to be here. But now I'm super excited that I'm here because I see what you're trying to do. Like, and when I say you, that's like me, I'm religious. So like, that's my God and like my creator, honestly, like I see what he's, what he's conjuring up. And I'm like, dang, like you're genius. And like, so it's, (laughs) it's, it's clicking and we're on the, and like, we're on the same page now. And I feel like I'm moving faster with like building connections, building bonds, seeing Mm -hmm. people for who they are. And then like understanding the work that I have to do and not complaining about it. And then once you realize that everything that's happening to you is for you, 
it just, it makes it faster. Like you, you only grow at such a faster speed. Of course, like the journey is still slow, but now I'm just at the point where it's not a tug and like, are you sure? Oh my God, let me apply to jobs. Like it's no longer, okay. Me second guessing. Like it's, I'm feeling like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I might get off my bag by next week, but like, I know, (laughs) I know I got my meditation has my back. Yeah. Like I really need to just drop it. And it has a lot to do with, I know you, you put me on this, but like, I've been really adamant this year coming to 2023. I have not been on Instagram. I have not been on any. Okay. So I, okay. So social media, I haven't been on social media much, but my, my tick is Pinterest and you know, Mm, this, (laughs) you know, this, that is, I feel like that's my app, right? Like I, I really enjoy Pinterest. And so every time I would do my cleanses and you know, for social media and stuff like that, it was very easy for me because I don't really tune into the social media platforms, but I would always make an exception for Pinterest because I felt like, oh, it's nothing. Like, I don't know these people. And these, this is a place and a source of inspiration for me Mm -hmm. to like create these boards and so forth. But I was starting to realize, no, like I'm kind of getting distracted in these visions as well that I, Mm -hmm. I so, you know, quote as visions. So I took a break from that and I'm realizing, and <laughs> so I feel like I'm on a retreat altogether. Like I'm on a whole video. retreat. I'm like really totally by myself, but not really by myself because I'm enjoying so many people around me. So it doesn't even feel like um, a fast or a struggle or like a cleanse. It just feels like, okay, now I can focus on what's at hand and not what hasn't happened yet or what is happening for other people and so forth like that. So yeah, I feel like that's yeah. such a beautiful attitude and mindset to be into. I mean, especially as we start this new year, I feel like for me, my trend, my theme, it might shift over time. Mm -hmm. But it's really just to be patient for 2022. When we were doing our last episode, as we were transitioning Mm -hmm. into the new year of 2022, my themes were be ready, and Mm -hmm. always just stay ready so that you don't have to get ready as many Mm -hmm. people have said, but one person I'm thinking of in particular is Yvonne Orji, who always Mm -hmm. makes that statement, she said it in her book. And for me this year, it's just about being patient really like what are you trying to get ready for there's nothing to get ready for like <laughs> you might think that there's something to get ready for but stop it you're doing too much you're doing too much and yeah. that kind of goes Ooh. to another con I know, <laughs> another concept that we're talking about or wanted to get into today which is about yeah. doing the bare maximum we always have a concept in our head about doing the bare minimum but yeah. doing the bare maximum that's a whole concept and I want us to dive into it as well but before that really just being patient again that's really where my headspace is in I think it's just better than where I was mentally for the past three or four weeks, to be honest. But as the new year rolled in, I had opportunities to just rest. And even though I'm still in this headspace where it just feels like it's so difficult to break through and to get people to pay attention to you when you're trying to apply to things. And I'm so irritated with certain systems. Like I was reading this one article on the Atlantic, basically the premise of it was like meritocracy is dead. And when I saw that, I just, (laughs) something lit up in my spirit because I was like, yes, thank you for your words because you were totally right. And I hope other people are understanding. I really hope 2023 is just a moment for us to like alleviate all the BS and just be entirely real with ourselves. Like I hate that it's true, but it really just feels like all of this career situations and posturing to try to get ahead really falls down to who you know and if you know someone you can get in but if you don't you can still get in but it's going to be a struggle but again I'm in my be patient mindset era whatever you want to call it 
And I'm living for it because I don't have time to concern myself with all of that. All I want to do yeah. is just be patient and wait for even, it. Yeah. I mean, just sometimes you can get wrapped up in the game and feel like, okay. Or you I are have, the game from the people no, that have more power that you become the game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or you get so frustrated with the game that you just completely just take yourself out of it. And you're like very withdrawn from just a whole situation at hand. And of course we know that can lead to a lot of health concerns as mm -hmm. well as like we look around us and realize like how real this world is and how much it is against us. And so it just takes us sometimes just completely out of it. Like I just don't want any part of it right. as well. But I think sometimes we need to even take our focus away from what we're seeing happening to other people, what we're seeing forming up against us. Because like you said, we just have to be patient and realize like that's not our game that we're going to play. And we're just going to play our own game. And within that, we can win something. Yes. If that makes oh, any sense. Oh, no. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it. I think that that's yeah. totally right. I think that's exactly Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can also be accomplished by like you're doing and especially me too, like taking breaks from social media, because mm -hmm. if you fall into the tendency of constantly comparing yourself to everything that you're seeing on there or building mm -hmm. up these fantasies of what life should be, then mm -hmm. it'll be very difficult to yeah. make that understanding. And it's it's a super important understanding to make because that mm -hmm. allows you to just situate yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, all of the important things yeah. so that you can just continue doing everything that you need to do like waking mm -hmm. up preparing coffee matcha whatever you need to do all the <laughs> basic rituals that we need to succeed and thrive in this life so i love that for us being patient mm -hmm. and you're loving the environment that you're in so yeah. that's great. and with that then you start to know what's too much mm. and what's too little, yep. which is what we're getting into about like bare maximum. So like, what does bare yeah. maximum mean to you? Yeah, you know, bare maximum. It's interesting because when we came across, not even came across, but when we were talking about things that we wanted to talk about for the new year and different discussion points, I hadn't heard of bare maximum before. It was kind of something that you and I had talked about amongst <laughs> ourselves. Like this is something that I'm kind of experiencing. But then as I'm thinking about trends that are emerging in this new year one thing that i've spotted is this idea of quiet hiring so not quiet quitting which we kind of discussed okay. in a previous episode but like quiet hiring so i was reading an article by i think it was gartner this employee hr research firm that mm -hmm. basically made a comment that quiet hiring is going to be at the forefront of hiring trends for the year and so what a, yes break yes, that down yes break that absolutely down. let's quiet break it down hiring quiet hiring and <laughs> us and yeah and maybe other fellow aftergrads being contract workers people who fill out w-9s basically yeah. there's going to be opportunities for us to offer our skills and assets to corporations that aren't necessarily looking to hire full-time employees. So essentially, there's going to be demand for talent in companies, but they don't want to allocate resources to hiring full-time employees. Yes. Either because okay. obviously we're experiencing it with some of the layoffs that are happening and things like that. Obviously, companies might be overhiring or they're just not looking to hire more people to bring them on. Yeah. So there's a few options. They might reach out to contractors or freelancers to fill those vacancies, but not on a full-time basis, but to still yeah. get the work done. But then they might also dip internally and reach out to people that are already on their staff, maybe after they complete a few layoffs, to have those current employees do additional tasks. So mm. again, me being no, the, a freelancer. Yep. Yeah, oh, go on. Oh, me, I was just me. saying... I, uh, <laughs> Sorry, this, this is so like difficult to record. Yeah, I know no, this, this <laughs> Zoom delay, like us trying to complete this right. format. It is so difficult. Let yeah. me get this one thought out, but then please yeah. add on. With me being a freelancer, 
I'm like, oh, that's really cool because it seems like there's going to be new opportunities for me to be able to offer my skill sets to these corporations because that's super important as I've laid out earlier. But then it's also like, what are the boundaries for the people that are currently employed that are going to be receiving new work from their internal teams from these corporations? Right. And then what is that? I'm curious to see how this turns out on the flip side of healthcare, insurance, and so forth. Because now it's sounding like these people are becoming more like freelancers. And that's there's a danger with that as well. Like there's more support that we have to come up with for ourselves. But I was just, you know, hearing you say that, I think I heard of like a case study that's like an example of this business model that's kind of coming up afloat. So my sister, she attends a school in New York. And so she got invited to this business conference. And it's basically where like they're giving the deets on like what is the future of business and business models and so forth. And so she got to talk to a couple of CEOs who let her into like their corporate building or whatever. And she said it was completely empty, but it was beautiful. They had playgrounds in there. They Mm. had computer labs. It felt like going into a school that was kind of combined with a theme park type vibe. And she said, but it was completely empty. There's only about six people. They were explaining there's only about six people in the office a day. And it, it it sounds like a little bit like we work, except within the corporation, they own the building. They figure out who they need to hire for that certain given day or for whatever given task that they need to work on. And then they come in, plug and chug, and then they're out. So I don't know if that's a result or like a case study that kind of backs up with you, what you were just saying, but everything you're saying is, is very interesting. And Oh, what? Like, yeah. I'm, cons- no. I'm, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little I concerned. Think that's a fair concern. I think it's totally a fair concern. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly concerned for the people that might begin to receive additional work. I mean, I'm concerned all around. I'm concerned for the people that are being laid off currently during this holiday season. I'm also concerned for the people that might be, well, if you're the person that's going to be receiving responsibilities that are outside of your job description, I'm slightly concerned for you if there's not going to be discussions about how you might be compensated for the additional Mm -hmm. work that you're going to be doing. I think Mm -hmm. that that goes into this idea of bare maximum, like what are your boundaries and what percentages or energy allocations and time allocations are you going to give towards the full-time job or the part-time job that you are currently embarking on or that you might be quietly hired to do? And is that going to be discussed and rediscussed in contracts and things of that nature? Like, is this just another way of figuring out how we're not going to talk about the extra work that we're putting in? Because like as Gen Zs, I know we're very upfront when we see our job description and if it's outside of that or we're doing something that we don't align with, we speak our mind. But like is by structuring it this way, is there even a way for like us to recognize, oh, hold up, like I'm doing too much or I'm doing too little because they, they're not, again, they're like blurring the lines between what is enough and what isn't enough and what is too much and what's not. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like the people that are, the people that <laughs> might be, I guess you can call type A or overachievers, or even if you're not necessarily in that bucket per se, but you're someone that just likes to do a good job, as I imagine many, many people do, you're going to find yourself possibly in situations where you're feeling pressured to to show up for certain responsibilities that might lead you to feeling, again, overwhelmed and being burnt out. And we've already seen the ramifications of that with the pandemic and things like that. So it definitely makes me wonder and definitely gives me pause to, okay, what are some things that we can do? I mean, again, I'm not 
in this environment, but I definitely was before I quit my job when it was back in 2021. So just thinking about things of being allocated responsibilities that are outside of your initial job description, which as team players, like I'm all for showing up and giving a lending hand and wanting to offer additional resources and help, but what's the cost? And if the cost is you're not able to show up in the best way for the job that you're at, but then also thinking about all the other ways that you show up for your family, for different pastimes and projects that you might do on the other end, it definitely makes me wonder like, okay, what is this going to look like as quiet hiring? I agree. Um, But I can also see like an older generation coming in and being like, you guys are just oh, for sure. too much. We don't oh, need to oh. figure out what it's going to look like. We had to hustle and we had to grind to get to the top. And this is just another way. It looks a little bit different than too what bad. we had to do. Right. But they're giving <laughs> us like the too bad sign. So like, yeah. what's your take on that? Because I'm I mean, all about I'm all about balance. I just like having nuanced arguments. Right. Yeah. I think that, again, there's going to be pros and there's going to be cons to this whole situation. But I'm always one to talk from like an individual perspective. So obviously you're going to have all this cultural stuff, even the stuff that we're talking about that marketers and journalists are going to be reporting upon. But like at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. And so what are the best ways that you can show up in this environment if you're being quietly hired in your organization and they're asking more and more and more of you? I think this kind of lends itself to the thing that we wanted to talk about today, which is doing the bare maximum. And so one way that I'm thinking about it is ultimately maybe one way to start is thinking about the bare minimum. We all have this conception of like what the bare minimum is. We were talking about it with quiet quitting when the girls were over it, but didn't want to lose their job, couldn't afford to lose their job. And if they (laughs) did, they would be collecting unemployment, rightfully so. And so you're doing the bare minimum to just get by, but the bare maximum for me and what I'm conceptualizing is it's this idea where I'm the type of person I want to do more than average. I want to be exceptional. I want to do exceptional work and I want to be recognized for that exceptional work. But also I'm thinking from a perspective of like Gen Z, what do we care about? Like multiplicity, being more than one thing, having multiple responsibilities tugging at us. So there's going to be percentages. And I always think about it in a way where no one knows my work ethic, but myself. I know I'm an extremely Mm -hmm. hard worker as are you and many other aftergrads in this life. So my 60% might be someone's 100% or someone's 120%, 150. I'm not in the business of comparing, but I do know that to be true. (laughs) And so when I'm engaging in work or there's people that own pieces of my time, I have to structure in my reality, what percentage of my energy am I going to allocate for this while also still doing a fabulous knockout job, period. And yeah. that has to happen every single and time. And no one can question it. And no one can question it. And no yeah. one can say any if, ands, buts about it. And that's just yeah. the way that it is. And that's your prerogative. That's your right as an employee to set those boundaries, to yeah. allocate. I think about it in like a calculus, mathematical sense. I don't want to like bore people with no, that whole situation. <laughs> but like, the, like there's a fundamental theorem of calculus where you have these relative mins and you have these relative maximums. And basically all that's saying is like you have a rate of increase that's positive and a rate of increase that's negative. And yeah. so you'll have a max when your slope is shifting from like positive to negative and you'll have mm-hmm. a min when your slope is shifting from negative to positive. That's just the way that the graph works. If my math girlies, you understand what I'm talking about. However, there's also like an absolute maximum and an absolute mm-hmm. min. And you only know absolute maxes and absolute minimums 
when you have endpoints on your set. And to translate for this contemporary argument, you can think of endpoints as boundaries. You have to set boundaries <laughs> on this function so that you know the region that you're looking at. And yeah. so I could have a relative maximum on one set. However, there could be another maximum somewhere outside of this set. Right. And for this contemporary argument, that's nobody's business but your own. Uh, Are you following? Yeah. Okay, cool. I love hello. how I ate that up. So yeah. Yeah. that's really what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about like the bare maximum. I get to set the endpoints around right. the time that I allocate to you right. and to the resources that I'm going to give you. And you don't get to know what exists outside of this particular boundary or endpoints yeah. that I've set. And there's I a guess, maximum here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it becomes problematic when we have managers or people who are in charge of us who are comparing those, yes. you know, who are comparing someone's output compared to someone else's output. And yeah. then it makes the other person feel like they have to be putting in more when they're both meeting the bar. Um, and so that's where I feel like communication needs to be set. Be like, oh. hold on. But that person's doing too much. Like <laughs> they're just doing too much. They're going outside of that job description. So yeah. if you want me to go outside this job description, okay, can we, let's talk further. Like, what about that pay grade? You know, yeah. I realize not, I realize, but I feel like sometimes they will want more. What? Well, yeah. It's very likely that they w- will want more out of you without trying to figure out as how they can keep that price point at the same rate, but and keep that issue. output going up. So I'm going into like my economics bag. And so there needs to be like, they keep this like price ceiling on us without, you know, increasing it as our output increases because other people are doing too much. So then I get concerned, not me, because I have to admit, <laughs> I'm typically that person that is doing too much. And I yeah. have to realize that's why I was asking you earlier, like, what does bare maximum mean to you? Because I had to sit down and think about this for a second mm-hmm. into like actual actions and note to myself, how can I just do the bare maximum and still be considered, oh, like a phenomenal worker, right? Because, yeah. and I'm gonna get into that in a second, but I say all that to say, is that even I possible? get sometimes. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm? I said, is that even possible? But continue. It's just a thought that came into Right. No, for possible? real. But yeah, I think it, it becomes pr- problematic when we have managers comparing us and they're giving the promotion to someone else for going above and beyond when the other person was doing their job. Right. Like, but mm. you know, like if they're going for the same thing, so then what, what's next? What happens then? Is that when you look at yourself and you're like, oh, I should have did maximum i should have did more and above right but, i should have found that absolute maximum right but i think but I, when i was thinking about that i started and i started to write down okay what does bare maximum mean to me and how can i still communicate to those who are above me that i am just as much um capable of being promoted without giving too much of myself to the point where i feel like i can't even have time for myself outside of work so to me it looks like now when I finish all of my work, instead of me typically asking for more work or to do things outside of my work, maybe just communicate with my manager. Hey, yo, so like I finished, but can you can you give me feedback on my work? Because like I feel like managers also just like to be managers as well. And so them hearing you say, oh, OK, like so oh, she wants to know more like how she can do better within mm-hmm. the bounds that she has already set and that we've yeah. created for her. I feel like that still speaks volumes without me having to go above and beyond. Because for an example, I said I'm a server. Right. But they started me off at the podium as a host as while I was going through my training and myself, I don't like sitting still. I like to move around. And so I was like, okay, but I already know how to do the host stuff. Anyway, let me do it. So I was ripping and running 
huffing and puffing, coming off the job, exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even being paid that price for being a host. And I was like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, let me dial it back. And yeah, I was getting gassed up. Like, oh, okay, she wants to be here. Like, she's dope or whatever. But I was still doing too much to the fact it was becoming a detriment to the things that I wanted to allocate my time to outside of work. And so that's just one little example. But instead of- makes me think though, because as you're you're sharing that story, I'm like, okay, is there- (laughs) That one thing that's been on my mind is like, should I ever decide to go back into corporate? And not necessarily saying that I Mm -hmm. will, but I do want to create a reality where I'm consulting and collaborating with brands and organizations. But- on my time, and I don't know when that reality will transpire, but I know that it will as I continue to work. My mm-hmm. thought is, are they going to take the work that I've done outside of corporations seriously? And even though you're not necessarily talking about mm-hmm. corporate spaces, I'm hearing you, I know the extensive time that you've dedicated to the serving industry. So I'm thinking, like, I know she's qualified. I mean, I, I know she communicated that in the application process. Yeah. Are you Are you receiving these words? Like, of course, I'm not necessarily saying that you should come and be a manager or anything like that. But right, I do right, sometimes right. wonder, like, are you taking my credentials seriously? Yeah. Well, then I go back to my initial <laughs> thought. Meritocracy is dead. So it is all about who you know, and your merit doesn't really matter in this day and age. I hate mm. to be here, but anyway, mm. continue. <laughs> well, so so was your question to me, like, do they respect the things that I have outside of work? No, it wasn't even necessarily a question. It was kind of mm. just like a philosophical thought. Like, mm. it just in general, as we, you, me, everybody, after grads, mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. and transition and hopefully bring transferable skills from mm-hmm. one position to the next. Are do they respect? Looking, mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you looking? Are, are, are you there? Are you understanding? Like, yeah, I've you, arrived. Like, this, this yeah. is my resume. This is the work yeah. that I've done. And I'm really frustrated because you obviously, from my tone, you can understand that I'm thinking the thought is no, like, it's really nah. not that important. Like, who do you know? If it doesn't, if like, it doesn't <laughs> align, right, right, right. Or if it doesn't have any of the key words that align with what they're hiring for, it just doesn't rep. And so that's yeah. why they tell us to make different resumes. But I'm like, hold up, but doesn't this make us multifaceted, dimensional, more um, of a person that so. can think outside the box? Can't you see from my past experience in working in math and also my past experience in the serving industry that I'm not only an observer of business, but I'm also partake in business as well. I was showing you that TikTok earlier, but like I, there was, okay. So basically to tell you guys, there was like an investor, right? And she was saying that she only, she doesn't invest in rich people. And I'm not going to go on that whole tangent on why she said that statement, but I'm going to go on the part that I personally appreciated is like, she likes to find basically a whole rounded person, an individual who has experienced adversity, who has experience working in the fields, but also who has an inkling, an idea of like, what can happen for the future of whatever they're doing. And, but then also educated as well. And that's a whole package. And to me, that does not look like, you know, working in bank, only working in bank, only working in bank, you know? And I just feel like you can't, you can't add, you can't get that type of leader or that type of person on your crew without them having to experience the experience, these other kinds of jobs. So yeah, that is frustrating. I don't, I don't understand why corporations are against that or why, you know, but I have also been reading, I have been reading too, that in the same vein, that even though that is the way that I'm feeling, and I'm sure other people are also resonating with that thought too, mm-hmm. that it's going to be in 2023 and a little bit into the future. We don't know necessarily what the future will hold in five or 10 years, but in the near future, that soft skills are going to be a little bit more important versus mm-hmm. like technical 
skill yes. because that is a lot of time that's happening now on. that is it is a hundred percent and that's what i've been reading and i'm happy to hear that but then i'm also thinking of reports where i read another study or yeah it was a company that did a survey on a group of employees and it was basically saying that like 50 51 or 52 i want to say 51 percent of gen zers feel like their education didn't prepare them for yeah. the workforce. And I mean, we've talked about that numerous times, but for that to be <laughs> something that's so recent and on topic for what we're discussing right now, I'm just like, we're in 2023. Like, yeah. I just it, really hope that we can figure this out for emotional intelligence is <sighs> in right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it because I'm such an emotional person. Right. I'm not like in the sense of like, oh my God, I'm crying. But like, I really feel like I connect with work and I connect with people through how I feel and how excited I get about something and how I, communicate that right and so which is why like you were saying like networking and who you know is extremely important because we're we're turning into i hope and i i'm for it i really hope and looking forward to the moment where like i can just talk to someone and just express what i love and they're like oh you're hired like, just oh. because of a vibe like i can teach you the tech stuff once we're in it but I already know from the vibes that are felt like that this can work and this can be. And that even has happened for us on the After Guy podcast with like wanting to increase our, not increase, but expand our team. And by meeting people Ooh, yeah. off whim, I remember like, yeah, we've met people where I'm like, oh my God, like work you. for the podcast. Yeah, and please. it was not off of technical skills. It was a plus that like the person had background in it a little bit, but it was more of the feeling that I felt like this person sees eye to eye with the vision and the goal and the business. And so mm -hmm. now as we're coming into hires as well, like I get it. I understand I it. why connects and network is more essential and why emotional intelligence is definitely more critical when um trying to create something that will withstand and is actually meaningful and powerful. So. And all I wish, and all I wish is that someone would have notified us of that when we were in university. Ha, okay. Just, like, Come on. That, that's my biggest request. Yeah. That's my only request. I just <laughs> wish someone would have been forthcoming with that information because I'm learning it now. But yeah. Yeah. also because no one told me this, around 70 to 80% of jobs are secured via networking or earned via a network connection. Yeah. It's not from Seven, submitting that's an application. That's a big number. That's, that's a big huge. amount. Do you know yeah. how that would have shifted my priorities entirely? Oh, entirely. Clubs? Clubs? No, I, I, don't need a, I don't need a club. I don't, I'm not pulling up to this meeting. Yeah, I would have started going to those like little breakfast clubs a long time ago. Oh, immediately. I would have went, yeah, yeah. And they existed on my campus. They 100% mm -hmm. did. And I mean, I was, I was definitely there and I took it seriously. I mean- God, as I'm thinking about this idea, I'm automatically reflecting on my time at university, but I don't think that I shortchanged myself when I was going into networking, but I just didn't know that it was to the degree of 70 to 80% of jobs are yeah. filled through a networking connection. And I don't know yeah. if that stat has always been that high or if that's something that we're experiencing an increase in and that's where it's at now but all i do know is that i'm feeling it i'm sure other people are feeling it and yeah it's just a priority shift and a mindset mm -hmm. shift i'm happy that i'm aware of it now and i'm experiencing it now but i never heard those words and so i just i'm so happy to be able to impart that knowledge to the aftergrad yeah. fam so that people can hear it and be like oh yeah okay, anybody I mean, I younger uh -huh. anybody younger right now i really just want to tell them um i haven't gotten I've had a lot of jobs and I've had jobs in corporate and I've also had jobs in serving. None of them, none of them I got off of Indeed. Absolutely none. 
I, I stopped applying through Indeed a long time ago because I realized, oh, it, it's count. just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, but mean, i'm, I'm hearing i'm her. hearing the girls are going to indeed and then they're looking up all of the resume and they're sending them off they're just sending yeah. them off on that Mm-mm. yeah I'm only so until that one breakdown content. i had last year but like oh, right yeah I'm that so was fed it up with linkedin's content like recently yeah. i saw what <laughs> i saw and they're always posting this garbage. I mean, I stay on LinkedIn. I love them. They're cute or whatever. They're a nice platform. I don't know. They're but starting some... to fill up my bag on like, hey, do you want to get your master's? Do you want to get this? It only costs yeah, this much this year. This I'm like, all of y'all are frauds. You're fraudulent. It's fraudulent. <laughs> but I'm just, I saw this one post that LinkedIn News was promoting and it was just about resumes. And if you're in the creative field, should you have a creative resume or should you just do a black and white resume? It doesn't matter. Like if I'm speaking to a large group of people and I'm thinking about your possibilities of getting an employment, I'm not going to prioritize your resume Mm -hmm. or your cover letter. And I mean, there's ample data that states that people aren't even looking at them because back to point A, look at the networking, (laughs) look like it's probably your job is probably being filled while you're wasting time formatting your resume, making sure the colors look good. There's someone on the phone with their future boss taking your position, taking Mm. your spot. And doesn't that just frustrate the living everything out of you? you Because I'm sad. Yeah, I'm livid. I'm livid. But Mm -hmm. that's not all situations. But I know that that's a fair amount. (laughs) No, that's a fact. That's a fact. But bare maximum. So bare maximum. Are you are you experiencing? Are you feeling that way for applying to jobs or like how? What about you going into jobs? I know you're you're starting. You haven't started yet. I mean, I would say that I'm reaching, I'm, I've, all that I've really been doing is completing the contract for my part-time gig where I'm going to be teaching tennis and then also reaching out to people as well. And then just receiving signs from the universe as to what my next step should be. And when I say reaching out, that includes reaching out to alumni at my university, reaching out to random folks that I find interesting. I did a coffee chat recently with someone who I found interesting on LinkedIn. Yes, mm-hmm. we love a cute coffee chat. Yes. We still do those. We still yes. support those every now and then. <laughs> I'd been out of the game for a little bit, but I'm happy to be back. And it was it was great. Like, I mean, I'm going to continue to do more. I'm willing to do anything and everything possible that is necessary to achieve the things that I want. I mean, I know you're the same way. So bare maximum, I really think that that's not necessarily a way that I think about my work in terms of doing the bare anything. Like I'm always going to give as much as possible. I really wanted to have this conversation to just give people ways to protect their mental as shifts continue to happen and work. And so for me, having that explanation that I gave earlier and the things that you've shared in terms of how you're protecting your time, your peace and your mental, I just want people to have that wisdom because as I've arrived in 2023 that's where I'm going to be and I'm going to be I'm always one to complain and I think that's also when I was dealing with people on campus too like I'm a complainer with action you're gonna hear me complain you're gonna hear me criticize but it's always backed up with 150 200 work ethic so there's really nothing you can tell and I don't even want to say it's it's criticized I know people are probably categorizing it as that like in Mm -hmm. the moment and they're like oh this person here but I always, when someone is standing up against like what is like being said, I'm like, oh, that's a critical analyzer. That's mm-hmm. a critical thinker. That's right. the type of person we actually need to in order to better ourselves. So oh, for sure. 
Yeah. You're right. I feel that. But also I feel like we were talking mainly about like bare maximum being seen within the corporate industry. But I also want to say for those of you who are like have the side hustles and the businesses with outside of the businesses that you work for. And I'm talking to myself as well. Is like, I have to figure out how to do bare maximum within outside of corporate as well, because I know, I think I saw on something you wrote, Mm. You said that like side hustles are becoming like the majority of like more than 50% of people have a side hustle or like it's, it's increasing by, I don't know. I, do you, did you, uh, yeah, that? it was, yeah, it was like one third. So if I'm looking at, this is like 2021, late 2021 data. So mm-hmm. when I say it, just do your research, folks, right. like definitely go double check, but around like one third based from data in like 2021. And this is a consequence of like the pandemic and people being at home and trying yeah. to find new opportunities to make money. About one third of Americans have a side hustle, have a small business that right. they're using to generate additional income in addition yeah. to their day job or their nine to five. Exactly. And people in companies are taking advantage of that, both in a positive and a negative sense, but there's negatives. Come on. Okay. So that's where my thought was going. At first, I was like super excited to hear a stat like that. Like, okay, so many people are wanting to step out on their own and act on their own intuition and what they believe in and so forth. But then the other hand, I was like, yo, this is like really being pushed forward, especially in Gen Z's face to like not only have a job, but also have a side hustle. And it's kind of like idealized and it's considered like, oh, this glamorous like moment. And we won't go into that bad because we've talked to great lengths about how like having a side hustle is also very much not glamorous at all. And there's so much struggle to it. But I feel like, do you feel like they're like playing it in a way to kind of alleviate the pressure that's being applied in corporations to fulfill their duties and their, their commitment to like resources, to additional education, to health insurance, to the 401k, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like there's a lack of that being provided in corporations, but I can't even say it because I'm not in a corporation myself, but I feel like that is no longer as stable as it once was, especially Mm -hmm. before like 20, 2008 um, money crisis. Like I know that was a period for sure where like middle-class was rising and it was really stable. And so many people were happy with their jobs and they were happy with staying committed and loyal to a company. But now we're starting to see the split and the shift. And I think it has a lot to do with a lot of the stability that's no longer there or starting to dwindle or starting to be manipulated as we were talking about earlier. So um, people are getting into side hustles and it's being glamorized, but at the same time, like that's doing too much again, like outside of the job description itself, we're doing too much in within our description of like what career looks like mm-hmm. um, and what lifestyle looks like and what, you know, working on yourself and having flipping hobbies, like yeah. it's kind of like starting to be put out of the question because we're having to make room for other things in order to support our bare minimum. And that that's concerning it to is. me. Um, yeah. So yeah, in a way I, like I feel the... like, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this silly delay. This will be the death of us. No, I, know. I was just, just going to No, you mentioned hobbies. And then I was just going to offer a short point that I feel like hobbies, it has kind of become necessary for those to generate income for you. We were talking about like, mm-hmm. you can't just have a hobby. It seems like there needs to be a follow up as to how you're monetizing that yeah. hobby. And I mean, that totally goes hand in hand with capitalism and how it's been running amok and all of these different situations from hustle culture that are being factored in from the corporation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, again, I think it has to come back to the individual mindsets that you 
place on yourself and how you want to exist because again the path that you and I have are choosing to take like I know that there are a lot of people that follow this part-time contractor based work that don't necessarily want to be in corporate or maybe don't even have the traditional credentials that are often lauded in these various corporate spaces right but at the same time if that's what brings you peace and that's the lifestyle that you want I will say from a positive standpoint, there are a lot of organizations that are rising that see this and are saying, well, it's also, we're laying off tropes of people, but at the same time, those are the people that were qualified by the traditional sense of doing a bachelor's or a master's degree. But then there's a large swath of people that didn't go to college, maybe did a year in community college, maybe two, didn't go on to get their four-year degree that are ready and willing to work and have transferable alternative skill sets. And in the past, I mean, if you're thinking about like 2020, maybe definitely earlier than that, the corporations, they weren't taking those people seriously. And Mm -hmm. just from a future of work standpoint, it's very essential that all types of backgrounds are considered because we'll face a worker crisis where we're just continuing to lay off people. And then we're saying that there's a talent to job pipeline issue when there never has been there there that's just not possible it's just not true because there's people right. that are willing willing to work so yeah. from the perspective of bare maximum i think it's just like a min, it's a mentality shift as we're entering 2023 it's just all about protecting your time protecting your peace i mean yeah. we preach that in the past like sometimes that looks like quitting sometimes that looks like setting boundaries again setting those boundaries isn't always available or possible because you're in an environment, unfortunately, where you feel unsafe or you'll be looked upon in a particular way. But I hope, yeah, I hope this concept of It's really about drowning it out. It's about drowning it out at the end of the day. And like on this channel, yes, we bring up the things that we're seeing around us just to observe and hopefully help those who come after us. And maybe for those who come before us to reflect on the moments which they felt this way or we're seeing some things that were similar but at the end of the day like when we're done with this episode I release it like I really do release that information of knowledge and I'm glad I have it in my back pocket to depend upon as I navigate people as I navigate the things that are going to be you know formed against me and so forth because I'm like okay yeah this is common for you know this stage of life and stuff like that I use it as a reference point but at the end of the day I'm coming back full circle within and like you said Robert it's just like knowing what is for you, knowing what path you're carving out for yourself, and then just having that whole confidence level and just being aligned with it again. So, okay, now we're entering our post-thought segment where we look at something from culture, maybe a post, something from social media, a video, or just anything that sparked ideas or things or emotions in our universe Mm -hmm. and today well really it's just been a series of events i'm thinking about these layoffs that are happening from the tech industry from the health industry from the auto industry from just all types of industries lately Mm -hmm. in 2023 it's been salesforce but previously it was coinbase laying off people it was netflix it was tesla Twitter, nearly 50% of their employee base, just people being laid off. And so it's hard times right now. And for me, I just, my heart goes out to any and everybody who's experiencing these layoffs right now. And it's obviously a tough time. 
But one thought that I had is uh, as I was scrolling through LinkedIn and every now and then Twitter, just looking at people's responses, you get a mixed response. You get mixed emotions, which is totally valid and makes total sense. And I'm never one to police people's emotions or anything of that nature. I think everyone is entitled to their response. But I did have thoughts about certain things that I was seeing. And occasionally I would see people be on LinkedIn, basically expressing this immense gratitude after being laid off and thanking their employer and being entirely modest and gracious for the experiences and the opportunity to work at these corporations. And for me, I was just thinking like, I can't assume that this is the only emotion that you're experiencing. Right. (laughs) Yes, dad. I'm recording. You can't hear me talking? What do you need? Can I, what's up? Yo, my dad did the same. What's up? Yeah, yeah, today I can, I can, well, I can at four o'clock. You don't need me to? Okay, then I'll just fall back. I'll stay here. All right. See you later. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love being an aftergrad. Love living, having a place to stay. Yeah. This is my bedroom, not paying rent, <laughs> even though it's my bedroom. But <laughs> as I was saying, layoffs, I've personally never experienced a layoff. And yeah. hopefully I never have to go through that experience. But I'm looking at these responses on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, if this is the realest emotion and the only emotion that you are experiencing in terms of being abundantly gracious and grateful for the experience and the opportunity, I find that to be a little interesting and odd. And I'm all for being, I'm all for having gratitude. I think gratitude is one of the most beautiful expressions and most important expressions and emotions that we can have. But I'm also just thinking about how frustrated and enraged and all of the senses of betrayal that I would be experiencing having to go through this during the holiday season january and december being one of being the two months where the most layoffs historically occur and now you especially i'm thinking about minority folks black and brown people people that were last to be hired generally that are now being asked to leave you're pulling up to work your access card is revoked you're receiving an email saying that you no longer have a place to clock in and now you're having to figure out regardless of whether or not you're getting severance pay and yeah, that that's that's really what I'm having post thoughts about. And I really just wanted to come here on our show and validate all of the ranges of emotions that people are experiencing. But I just didn't want this narrative of like toxic positivity and gratitude and thankfulness mm-hmm. to overshadow the other emotions that I think are equally as important to express in these of moments course. when you're being when you're being laid off and you're having these moments. I mean, I'm even thinking about especially my mom works on the front lines as an Amazon delivery person and as a person that works in one of their warehouses and has actually sustained injuries from working in these environments that claim Mm -hmm. to be extremely safe. Not saying that she has been laid off, but still it just feels like, well, it doesn't even feel like it's literally being exemplified with all of these layoffs that people are disposable, even though they're not, but that's yeah. the way that it's being communicated. And I'm just, I'm deeply frustrated. I hate that this is the way that certain people are having to enter 2023. And I imagine that's a super stressful time. But yeah, I'm just having post thoughts about this whole situation. For and sure. I just wanted to validate, I wanted to validate those emotions. Yeah, I know. I know that the people who are posting that it's, there's a journey that they go through before reaching that point. 
of getting to that point of like posting their gratitude. Also, like, I mean, our culture, we, we know, we know how it, how it do, like what is deemed okay to be seen is when we are okay. And unfortunately we don't really welcome those other thoughts and feelings onto page onto public platforms because you know you could end up people could are even out to sue to even show like how you feel about a situation that happened because these are very unfortunate events and i like you said i don't wish this on absolutely anyone and my heart truly goes out to those who are experiencing these layoffs um but with that being said i'm not trying to even like have a moment of giving hope because it could feel like a moment that you need to in a sense this is like another pandemic moment except because not literally everyone is going through it no one is talking about it because when the pandemic happened everybody was coming out and interviews and so much Mm -hmm. like I had time to reflect and I had time to really think about life differently and so forth and I I think not to say or to mitigate like their feelings, those who are going through layoffs, but maybe like kind of create and take them to a place that they once were when in the pandemic and like what that moment looked like for them and how they came out on the other side and kind of like, I don't know. You know what? Forget that thought. Just forget that thought. Because I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to like try to inspire people, but at the same time, like, I don't think it's inspiring. I don't think it's inspiring necessarily. I think it's just stating what has happened that, and for yeah, me i we're just strong. wish we are strong yeah most yeah. definitely and for me even though i'm not being laid off we're still participants in this uncertain economy and a lot of the layoffs allegedly are occurring because there's supposed to be a recession that's supposed to be hitting any time now and personally i just wish the recession would make up its mind i wish the recession would just go on and hit or get out and not do what people are claiming that it's going to do. Just make up your mind, make a decision. If you're going to come, okay, then let the job market crumble momentarily and then we can pick up the pieces. But I'm just, it's just so frustrating to be in this limbo period where we're continuing to lay people off, but people are saying that we're still not in a recession. So what does the recession look like? I mean, I know we live through 08, but I'm at the point <laughs> where like, because people are being laid off and yeah. that looks like a recession to me. Yeah, but, these these prices haven't popped yet. Like yeah. they're still up there. They're still really inflated. I yeah. have yet to see them burst. They haven't then, gone down all the way. I mean, gas is lower. I love to see that. I love to see that, especially now that I'm driving a car in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. But yeah, I just I'm just curious. And I mean, I know that people have been saying that this recession, if it should happen, it won't be as bad as an 08 recession and it won't be as terrible. So maybe we're already experience i just don't I, I don't know and i feel like that's a consequence of the journalism and the marketing and what people want us to think and the hype around these things which I'm that's another thing you yeah I, it, it it's it's another thing because with you <laughs> just saying that alone i'm i'm just thinking about ways back onto like our thing where we were talking about like side hustles and stuff and is that them pushing that out there a lot in market because it's huge right now like having your own business is like very being extremely popular and being an being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur is so flipping flooded like i'm concerned if i could you know i question myself if i'm even one but um i feel like by people getting into their own businesses is actually helping the economy um like kind of land on a soft pillow recession but Mm -hmm. still it has us putting more effort out yeah you see what i'm saying putting more effort Mm -hmm. out without really a price rising for us so i feel like the people at the bottom are hurting the most from this who have a side hustle, who have a job and who call it 
the beautiful hustle, right? Like, I feel like that's so problematic and like businesses are milking off of that. So like, but I'm just seeing how like that can all correlate to helping the recession land on a soft pillow and the big guys at the top, the only thing that they really have to do is lay people off, which doesn't really even affect their income, which makes it all the more like, ugh, like, ugh. Infuriating, absolutely. It's all like all correlated, but anyway. But as you were making your point, it was making me think about, an article that I read about the number of startups that are popping up right now too, despite the issue and the looming recession that people keep talking about and how that's interesting and how that runs counter to what you might think like, okay, because the recession is happening, why are more startups rising and populating the ecosystem? And And more grants as well. Grants and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily have the answers to that, but it is something interesting. I'd be curious to know, Who's starting those companies? Are they on the younger end? Are they minority folks? Are they older folks? Just out of curiosity. But I, mean, I think one thing is like, at least our generation, the younger people, I feel like we just have a certain degree of optimism. So not like this silly delusion, but this idea that things will get better and can get better. So I'm going to just take a leap of faith regardless and just see. So I would, I would just be curious, but I think that that might be something that evidences that idea about even despite all of the comments about this recession that might happen it's like well i'm i still got to show up like i I, it's uncomfortable but here i am this is what i've got to offer yeah okay should we move into our dear aftergrad submission we finally have a dear aftergrad submission after like a long time i'm so excited to hop in shall we we shall So aftergrads, we're about to enter our Dear Aftergrad segment where we take submissions, questions, comments from you all. And this is really fun. I feel like this will probably over time become one of our favorite segments because it's where we kind of get to create a dialogue with you all where we get to offer friendly advice on some of the things that are happening in your life. And since the last time that we did this segment, we also received a longer one. And today, the response that we got through our Dear Aftergrad submission form is also kind of a long one. So this always excites us because we get to give lots of fun advice. So I'm going to read through it and then we'll talk. So it says, Dear Aftergrad, I am a recent graduate and I uprooted my entire life to the Bay Area from Los Angeles to begin my career in the corporate world. Despite the immense number of activities and adventures to embark on in the San Francisco area, I have found myself struggling on more than one occasion to pay for social activities and necessities due to the high rent costs. A month ago, I started working a second job in a restaurant near my apartment. I often jump between both work environments right after the other on most days during the week. Although I feel more burned out as the weeks go by, I have noticed that both work environments have provided me perspective about the grave disparities in SF and stark differences between the lifestyles of young Mm -hmm. tech entrepreneurs and prosperous college graduates versus everyday employees in the service industry. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I find myself serving tables of people I recognize who work in the same building as my corporate job, not the Mm -hmm. same company. I have only told my close network of friends that I work a second job, but I feel a little ashamed and embarrassed. I would love to be able to promote the fun and carefree lifestyle that I tend to see others and recent graduates post on their Instagram, but my reality is an entirely different narrative. I would Mm -hmm. love to hear any advice that you have surrounding how to juggle a part-time job and combating emotions of anxiousness 
about sharing the fact that I have a second job with others. Mm. I love this submission, especially because I feel like, I mean, we both have things that we can bring to the table, but especially you working in the service industry now and in the past, I feel like we can really help this fellow after grad out. Gosh, like running into people I know is like my worst nightmare. I don't want that to happen. In fact, I'm I'm sorry (laughs) to say this, but um, the reason why I picked another like plus for me was that where the location was is kind of like off the grid. I know that my my network of people won't be flowing through or it will be like a very rare occasion. But um, I hate I hate that I even think about that. You know, I hate that that crosses my mind of like, what will people think of me seeing me in this position on the flip side? And then, but at the same time, I'm, I love, like she was saying, seeing the stark differences in lifestyles and perspectives that I've gained from working in the service industry. But, oh girl, I feel this one so heavy. Honestly, any advice? I mean, before we get to advice, I would just say, I find it so freaking mature of Mm. yourself to go ahead and decide like, yeah, I got myself into this situation because I yeah. wanted to move to SF and this is the lifestyle that I wanted and I'm not entirely yeah. frustrated with it. But to pick up a second job and that's to make courage. That, that's courage. That's courage. And like claps for that because not a and lot to of people swallow yes. the pill of ego. Yes. That's oh, another yeah. I, I mean, even though that's I mean, you obviously didn't want to make that choice because you thought that the job or whatever you'd be doing would be a particular way as noted Mm -hmm. from all the different lifestyles that you're seeing in Mm -hmm. SF. But again, I just want to lean into that maturity that you obviously have to say to yourself, like, okay, the bank account's not working right now. Like the current job, it's just not enough. So the only other option currently is to go ahead and pick up another job. Like it's either that or the worst case you're on the street or returning home to live with your parents. And as unfortunate as both of those outcomes can be certain times, like to take the step to be like, you know what? No, I'm gonna go ahead and handle this the adult way. I'm so proud of you because that's not, that's not for everyone. And you got certain people that for me, service industry isn't for me. And if I had to, I think (laughs) in my spirit, I would, that's what I tell myself, but who really knows? I've never had to do it. And it's just not something that I want to do. And I have so much respect for people that will just be like, nah, I'm gonna handle this and I'm gonna get it done. And I'm so proud of you to say that to yourself and be like, yeah, I have this nine to five, but on certain days I'm gonna go and work four or five additional hours to make sure that I've got rent and I'm covered. So that's the first thing that I wanna say, I think. Yeah, yeah, that one for sure. When, When I go to work and those thoughts begin to crowd my mind, there's like a statement that I'm kind of saying to myself that maybe could be heartfelt but it's something to be proud of that you're choosing not to live a lie. Um, there's so many people around us who want to keep up this like happy-go-lucky freestyle. I have the job and I have everything together. Um, and you're you're going to even see those people by being in the serving industry. And like when you encounter those people, I start to not not petty on them, but like feel sorry for them and actually wish them the best because I've I've seen the girls and the guys who come through with like the fancy bags and like the IG posting on the story and all all that stuff. And then as they pay, like the payment declines. Right. And it, it's not 
to say like, you know, jokes on you. I'm not trying to like, you know, shoot fire, but I am just saying that the fact that you're choosing to hold down your responsibilities and the realities that you face and to deal with them on your own as well. Like that is, you should have so much pride in that. And anytime that like little sense of doubt of like who you are and like what people may think of you from having this side hustle that it isn't so glamorous, like it should really fade away when you begin to think of how you're getting things done. You're, 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 you're showing up for yourself and you're doing what you need to do for yourself in order to eventually, you know, get to where you want to be. And that, that takes a different level of courage for sure, because you're being very, it's, it's kind of in a sense, like you're being public about it by being in both spaces and places and these people seeing that. And you, and honestly, like, I feel like some people even will see you and have so much respect for you as well that they can't even express or they can't even come to terms with on their own. So yeah, it's not really advice. It's more like, just like, know that that's powerful. Know that like, oh, that to me. And that's going to reap dividends. It does. It does. And I mean, if no one else in your universe and in your world isn't sharing that with you right now, I'm just so grateful that we get to be that mm-hmm. voice in your ear that lets mm-hmm. you know, like, you're winning. You're actually iconic <laughs> you're really for the that action one. that you've just taken. That like, one. and I really want to leave you with that. I want to express mm-hmm. that, like, it's it's just big girl moves. Mm-hmm. And even though it doesn't feel like that, it definitely feels awkward, I'm sure. And maybe even lonely at times. I think yeah. just remember that, like, this moment isn't temporary. I don't know how long you plan to be in SF, but that's not going to be your reality forever. Yes. But you just have mm-hmm. to understand that that's just a step that your journey happens to include. And although others might not look similarly, it doesn't make yours any less valid or serious or Mm -hmm. real. And I think in terms of the anxiety that you might feel, Mm -hmm. I think that that's totally normal. And I don't think you have to share it with anybody. Like if you want to share it with people outside of your close friend group that's That's fine like if that empowers you I say go for it but if you're also still feeling a little awkward and it makes you feel maybe a little insecure all valid emotions you don't have to share it just yet Mm -hmm. but you do understand already because you've taken the job and you're working two jobs at you said you recently graduated so you can't be no older than 25 24 something like this Mm -hmm. to make that choice right now you're gonna be winning in the future and That's I think that that's also some of the wisdom that I remember and just as I'm reflecting too from like older people who we might say are super successful to like it wasn't glamorous you know you see this but you didn't see that so mm-hmm. just understand mm-hmm. that this period that you're experiencing it's going to be one of those things that people don't really get to see and yeah. only you'll be able to wake up in the morning and eventually go to your high rise apartment with whatever type of luxuries that you want in your future years and be like, I, I did that up. Actually, I really ate it up. And ate it up no and crumbs. I understand the other world, like the yeah. other world that comes with getting here. And like, that's what I think just creates good people in general. So like when we do make it to mm-hmm. that position um, and we see other people in the position that we once came from, it's not it's not like looking down upon them. It's like, oh, I understand where you've been and I've I can lend my story to you as inspiration. So you're becoming a story that's going to be recognized and that people are not, it's not only going to propel you forward, but it's also going to give you a story that someone else is going to like be totally revived to hear and know like that this is normal. So maybe if you're not finding the inspiration now, 
maybe you're you're being the inspiration for someone else and so that um, part yeah oh yeah, yeah. Lean, lean into that because you never know who you're inspiring regardless mm-hmm. of what type of profession or work that you do you just literally it can be the simplest of things it can be mm-hmm. the smallest of comments you never know yeah. whose day you're making how you're inspiring so you just have to lean into the faith and just recognize like even though no one's seeing it it's yeah. serving a bigger purpose. And that even goes yeah. to a point too, like you're literally working in the service industry. And that's what I was going to get into. Like mm-hmm. serving, like being of service mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, yeah. That, like I was making a comment about that and I know you connected with that too. Like yeah. sometimes the, being in that humble backseat position is just such a rewarding spot mm-hmm. to be in. You can hear mm-hmm. so much, see so much, learn so much and offer as much as you're willing to give. And that's mm-hmm. the reward and the treat. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I encourage you to just eat up all those conversations, yes. all the interactions yeah. and it's going to, it's going to be okay. It also gets Make better the moment too. purposeful as well. Yeah. 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 Like see, especially in the serving industry, like sometimes I would a little pep talk and be like, okay, you know, I might be feeling down about this situation, but you know what? I'm going to make somebody's day out of the situation. And so sometimes I really go out of my head go out of my way mentally to be like, okay, I want to make someone laugh or I want to make someone smile. And like you were saying, it does counteract onto you and it's reflected into you. And then you feel that feeling of like happiness and like, ah, like it's, it's a circle. It's a circle. It's a cycle. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So you can find the joy within that like insecurity as well. And I completely understand about like not sharing. I've only told like two people and now the podcast, LOL. <laughs> so here like, here we are. Welcome. Everybody knows like there it is. But yeah, I was really going back and forth coming into this episode wanting like whether or not I should be open about me going into the serving industry because like, I don't want people thinking like, that's all like, that's, this is my career. Like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. But I realize this is not that deep. This it's is not all just deep. temporary. And I'm not trying to prove. And when, every time I say that, I get a smile on my face. So it's finding that statement for yeah. yourself in which you're like, yo, chill out. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chill out and just take in. So. But on that point of like not trying to prove, obviously that's yeah. important mindset to be in. But then I also am thinking about when we do have something to prove. And I feel like both yeah. balance is important mm-hmm. too, because I think that even though you don't have anything to prove, you also mm-hmm. do have something to prove. That. And that's going to be <laughs> what propels you forward. Because mm-hmm. I know I got something to prove. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what your background is, fellow aftergrad, but the fact that you're having to take a second job in order to cover rent tells me that you don't have the luxury of calling mommy or daddy and mm-hmm. having them send you a little bit of extra rent money to Mm -hmm. cover your expenses or give you a little bit of disposable income. Mm -hmm. So you've got to work for what you obtain. And for me, I know when I come from background like that, I have something to prove mainly to myself that I can do it. But then we also get a little trip on our shoulders too, Mm -hmm. because it isn't always fair, but life isn't fair. And the quicker that you can just understand that and get over that and just, just sit in the unfairness and be like, oh, this sucks. But forget but about it. Go. Like, yeah, but no, but like, yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. really, really <laughs> lose yourself in it. Okay. So remember, all right. So in college for graduation, I gave a speech, right? And you ate that speech up, by the way. I need people to go you. and look up that speech. I think it's on YouTube because that's when we were preparing for the Aftergrad podcast. Yes. And then you reached out to me and I looked on Instagram. I was like, oh, yes. she gave a speech and it was yes. surrounding Martin Luther King <laughs> and his leadership. Oh, yeah, you bodied that speech. I, I was, you, I was like, oh, this is going to be my co-host, period. <laughs> 
Thank you, friend. Um, but in that moment, okay, so this this happened about a couple months ago. Um, I was talking to this one person and he saw the speech. I didn't know he saw the speech and he was like, you did that speech. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, can you tell me something? And I was like, yeah, sure. He said, how many people like, were you thinking about like, where you're like jokes on them or like, I, I made it and you didn't, or like, you know, were you like feel mm. amped up and prideful about where you went and like, ha ha jokes on you. Like how many people, they must've been mad, huh? They must've been mad. And in the moment I was like, you know what? No, I, I, I wasn't. Mm. I was so happy. Like he was saying all of those times like that, I was working hard, staying in my room and, and like studying compared to like doing other things. And like, that had to feel so good to prove people wrong. And when I would, when I reached that moment or that peak in my journey or that spike, cause I feel like we, we get to it and then we, we have another mountain to climb. Right. When I got to that spike, I no longer, I didn't think that didn't, go, that didn't even go past my mind. Cause I got so into loving where I was and loving what I was doing, everything that I was doing equated and, got me into that position in the first place, but because I got lost in the sauce, lost in what I just genuinely am passionate about or lost in doing the work. By the time I got there, I wasn't really trying to look back and be like jokes on you. It was just like, okay, now the next mountain to climb. So I, I say all that to say, like, sometimes we have to lose the feeling of like wanting to prove to people, prove people wrong. Is that bad to say? No, um, I think it takes both mindsets personally because yeah. I'm listening to what you're saying and I think you're right. I'm listening to some of the other emotions. I'm thinking about how I might have responded to the person <laughs> who asked you that question. And because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, I've told you different things. I'm not gonna it made me now, laugh, but, like, but it, it was is like funny. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, no, there are people where no, I, oh, 100%. I need you to I look at me. I forgot about them. Oh, that's great. I love <laughs> that for you. I, I haven't. No, I definitely no. So like it goes back and forth for me. Yeah, no, like I'm I'm able to live in both realities, but no, I haven't forgotten about you. Oh no, I'll see you. I'll see you very there's soon. Some people, or better yet, you'll be seeing me. me. You'll be seeing me. No, no, like actually. So again, whatever motivates you, however you're right, you get you're over right, the hump. You're right. Exactly, exactly. But lose yourself within it and don't get too wrapped up in the game that's around mm -hmm. you i think that's what kate and i both are just like so eye to eye on for sure yeah so, so regardless thank you for submitting yes i love that submission I that even too. spoke to me because i was yeah. like Whoa. yeah i mean it takes a lot work. of it takes a lot of vulnerability to open mm -hmm. yourself up i mean your your submission obviously it's remaining anonymous but you're still in a way i hope it acted as maybe a little bit of therapy for you or just being able to hear second and third opinion mm -hmm. but we don't take for granted how vulnerable it means it must be to share these things with us so we want to take them extremely seriously and we appreciate because it's also helping us too like as we're sitting here giving our two cents like i'm learning a lot too and i also get to reflect on things that have happened in my life so please just continue to submit to our dear after god submission form so that we can continue to just grow with each other and yeah this was such a fun episode our first episode of 2023 yeah i love that for us All right, Aftergrads, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Aftergrad podcast, our first episode of 2023, many more to come. If you enjoy, definitely be sure to keep up with us and stay updated with us on our Instagram, which is at the Aftergrad podcast. 
If you enjoyed our visual version, make sure to check out our YouTube channel there. You can subscribe and be notified of our latest releases. We also have a newsletter where you can keep up with some of the things that we're reading and resources that we like to share. It's Unlearn, so subscribe to Unlearn if you're not already. And then we also have our Dear Aftergrad submission form, which we shared one of our submissions in our episode today. So if you'd like to receive any friendly advice from Victoria and myself, definitely submit via that form so that we can share and learn and grow with each other. And last but not least, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Not only are we very grateful for this, but it helps us grow this ever-growing community of Aftergrads. And with that, that's the end of our first episode. Aftergrads, we love and appreciate you. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.